Hi, everybody. I'm Marilee. I'm a compulsive eater. I got here on a wing and a prayer today. I just, I guess my Chrome is, um, was outdated or something. And I just, no matter what I did, I couldn't get in, but I'm here. My higher powers helped me out get here. So anyway, I'm a compulsive eater. I'm honored to be here. It looks like a great group. And, um, I, I weigh and measure from the gray sheet. I committed to a sponsor. I don't eat no matter what. I do what I've been doing and you all have been doing for a long time. I, next month, I will be, I'll be gifted with 29 years. And I, I, I really say that humbly because it's a, this disease is a friend of mine from Boston in our accent. I got to say it in our accent. It's a sneaky sucker. A disease is a sneaky sucker. <laughs> and it's, um, you know, insidious, powerful, sneaky. My disease is doing push-ups. I got that from my other 12-step programs, but it's so true. Like, I just know that if I were to pick up, it wouldn't just be some little, quote, snack. I'd be full out both hands in the gutted, stuffing it down. And, you know, I'd be very liable to pick up all my other addictions because of the self-hatred and the horror of this disease. Um, I do want to get into a, a little bit of my story, but one thing I, I really want to talk about too is that, and other people have put it real better than me, but you know, just a little bit about this disease. We have a very strange disease. Addiction is a strange disease. I think the biggest thing that stops people from going to any 12-step program, especially ours, is the denial piece. You know, like if I had, like if I broke my leg, it'd be a no-brainer. People would say, oh, geez, go to the uh, hospital, get it fixed. You know, I have cancer. Or diabetes. Oh, okay. Go get treatments. You know, even a mental disorder that there can be some denial in that. But a lot of people say, okay, I'll go, I'll go see, you know, outside help. And if there's medication and whatever that is, therapies and different things. But for some reason, you tell me you got a problem with food. I just look at you like with the cartoons with the X's and the eyes. And I go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or I get really defensive and tell you off, you know, but, um, there's a denial piece and I saw it with my mother with the drinking and, you know, beautiful woman and would say, you got a problem. And no, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and the strange thing is we can't give it away to somebody. We can't force somebody. We're not responsible. We're not, you know, we can't rescue each other, um, even ourselves, but this disease it's, it affects, they say spiritual, mental, and physical. Well, I get the physical because I was already sober for a couple of years in, in AA, and that was the first shell. Um, my, you put alcohol, sugar, flour, and greens in my body in any form, and I have a craving for more. I obsess over it, and I can't stop. And I was in AA for a couple of years, and I remember going to like one of these 12-step roundup daytime things, and there was a nice lady who presented that sugar. I mean, this is back in 90. Um, she was presenting that sugar. Sugar, it was a little like break-off meeting, and sugar it can be addicted for alcoholics. Wow, people almost flipping the table. They hated it, and I was like horrified and scared. Everybody, what it incurred with everybody was fear, and it got me going. I was all mental anyway, you know, like anxious anyway, but I tucked it away. A couple of years later, a friend of mine who um, has problems with several addictions, she was like, you know, there is this OA, I need OA. And there's also this other program called Gracie, and they give up sugar, flour, and grains. Now, neither of us have really been to any of the meetings. So, you know, this is just talk. And I was like thinking to myself, hmm, 
oh, I eat. I'm always a big dieter and, you know, whatever. And then I thought to myself, which would I have to give up? And when I realized it would be all of it, I had to tuck it away again. Denial, stop it. So a couple of years later, uh, I, I was doing the big book step study, something kind of up in the Boston area where you sit down and go through the old style big book and we write out resentments and fears and we turn it around to see where we're wrong. It's great, great tools and everything. But it was amazing to me. I know this synchronicity, whether you believe in a straight up higher power or love and divine or whatever it is, some force, um, whatever that is for you, your 11th step, something was helping me because the way things lined up I was in grad school in Boston. I live in a suburb of Boston, but I was in the other side, you know, long ride. I mean, grad school and going to a, one of these step meetings. And there was a woman there that was doing both. And we became like best buddies. So then I'm introduced to Gracie by that. And all my writings of my four step was self-hatred about my eating and how fat I am and jealousy of others. And a lot of the antidote to that was not my business about others. And, you know, and also it was in my face. And, and people, oh, geez, people can eat like a lot of whining. People can eat what they want. I can't, blah, blah, blah. Focus, focus, focus on self. And then there were a bunch of gray sheeters. Like it was a crossover. Like everybody's working these steps. And there was a bunch of gray sheeters and a bunch of other 12 steppers. And then we'd be kind of, and there's still a whole bunch of them still around. And um, I ended up going to a couple of gray sheet meetings with my friend. Just because I'm like, oh, I fit in everywhere. Until... <laughs> I got struck, light on a marble head, and I realized I got to do this because I wasn't even at my highest numbers, but I'm standing there trying to work on myself, you know, spiritually and grow and change and all this stuff. But I saw myself standing at the counter with something melting, you know, probably what that is, something we don't eat, and I'm just shoveling it in my mouth, staring out the window. And I thought, you know, I'm tuning out. I'm tuning out. I'm escaping. And then, of course, that sounds kind of light and fluffy. If you want down and dirty, I'm a down and dirty gutta eater. I remember having an art studio. I'm an artist. And at one time, my favorite thing to do is to paint. I have oil paints. I'm painting in my studio. Well, this is after work. And we had just, I had made a birthday thing for a coworker that loved the brown stuff. So I made triple X brown stuff, like too much. It was too sweet for her. If you can believe that, of course, I liked it. She sent it home with me to give to my my uh, my ex-husband at the time. Well, I brought it up to the studio to bring home. It owned me. It called me like a horror movie. I went over there. I had no utensils with my hands and I shoved it in my mouth and I almost choked on it. So, I mean, I'm a gutta eater. I'm an overeater. I had bouts. Uh, just a quick chapter on my childhood. I you know, grew up in an Italian family where you could eat what you want, eat, 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 manja, manja. My mother wasn't Italian and my sister were both adopted, but my mother and my sister would, my mother had a lot of operations. So those two would pick me and my father were eating buddies. We were the human garbage. He was the human garbage disposal. And I would bake, you know, I got approval by baking. He was a tough principal Italian man on me and he picked on me and I picked on him. But the one time we got together was when I baked and made treats. We were eating buddies and we would blame each other for the X that was demolished by morning. And all that stuff that you guys talk about, I did. I, I had about, oh God, my worst time in my whole life was the 80s. I was in college. I was binging on everything you can think of. 
I tried different drugs, but mostly an eater. Sugar flour and grains was me. I wanted to drink and eat. That was me, all sugar flour and grains and binging, dieting, going to diet doctors with pills, starving myself, drinking white wine all week, and then going out to binge with my eating buddies. I had a couple of eating buddy girlfriends would be at breakfast joints, binging for a couple of weeks and then dieting. And then I had a tiny bit of anorexia when I was 13, but really mostly I'm an, you know, I'm sick with everything. I'm effed with the food, no matter what anybody's welcome here. You know, high numbers, anorexic, bulimic, exerciseaholics. If you're messed up in the head with food and you want relief, that was the other piece here. Physically, I'm addicted. Mental piece. There's a mental piece. You would think if it's just a physical addiction, you put it down. But my brain wants more. My head ruminates a bad video of I'm too fat, I'm too skinny from age 13 in my diary up until whatever, 29 when I got abstinent, any diary I wrote, I'm fat, I hate myself, I was bad today. And counting calories, charts, diets that were back in the 80s and 90s and magazines and eat all of this one day and eat all of that and exercise places where they jiggled your fat. And right before Gracie, I started to get into lifting weights and exercising. So I wasn't at my highest. But let me tell you, I was white knuckling it and going to the gym to try to burn off something I just ate, even though my, it's not going to burn off like that. I think it's going to burn off one square of something, you know, it, it's crazy. And who wants to live a life of just thinking about that? I jumped on scales. I had all those designer jeans back in the eighties and nineties that were tight. I'd lay down and try to zip it up and thighs that rubbed everything that you guys talk about. And even when I was in a slimmer body exercising, I thought I was fat. And it was all about that. Okay, so there's the headpiece. Physical piece, headpiece. Let's just throw out two categories, categories, spiritual and emotional. Well, if you have a higher power, which I do, there was no talking. There was just no connection. Zoop. Emotionally with friends and everybody, it wasn't present for anybody. It was ruminating self-hate. I get abstinent. And um, it finally hit me, I, I'm going to zoom up uh, after being around the gray sheet of friends and doing step work. I, I called up my friend. I'm like, I got to do this. And of course, she was excited, which I didn't understand, because we all understand that we love having a fellowship and a camaraderie, if that's the word. But um, we love to we love that. But we don't we're not happy that somebody has an eating disorder. But there's a relief. I couldn't believe when I started weighing and measuring. I knew now I needed it, but I did, I'm a picker. And I'm a stab all day pick and then binge all night. And I'm like, oh, I just don't know if I can technically do it. So I made calls around my meals. That friend helped me, but said, you got to get a sponsor because we're friends. I got a sponsor. I went to meetings. Back then there was no internet. People had like shades of great letters. They wrote each other calls. I would travel and thank God I was younger, but I would travel into Boston, which is 45 minutes just because of traffic. But I would get into the meetings and um, we had some small meetings down near me, but I just do what I do back then now. And now I love the Zoom meetings, our little tiny Watertown meetings in offshoot of Cambridge, all in Boston area. You know, we have our little meetings and there's people all over the world. It's not Watertown, it's worldwide Watertown now, just like you all. I'm sitting here talking to you guys on the East Coast. 
And oh my God, it, like it touches me so much. We got people from South Africa jumping in. You guys probably see them too. We got people from, okay, never mind just the USA here. We got Ireland and, and Israel and places where people were getting bombed and people are doing this no matter what everywhere. I get chills and so oh my God. Gone. Okay, good. Good. I'm, thank you so much, Laura. Hey, so I'm winding down a little here, but I hope I covered like the disease, what it is. Oh, and the good news when you're abstinence, I didn't even get to all my recovery chapters, but it shuts my head off. I love that. I've gained 10 pounds, 12 pounds wind because I eat heavy and also menopause. So, oh my God, but how lucky I am. So I'm up a size. And I complain because I'm crazy around my body image and weight. But how blessed am I? I can still go to high school reunions and be smaller. And um, I have to accept my aging a bit. And I'm healthy. And I freaking love my food. I love my food. It's crazy that I love my food. It's wonderful that I love my food. And there is some insanity still left over. But it's like a bull in a pen or a Tasmanian devil in a pen. It's safe and protected. Yes, I still hoard little foods. I get obsessed about certain things and then I phase out. Um, it's just so funny and silly, but so what? I have my utensils and bowls that I have my other half, Jack, who's a gray sheet in nine years. And we can be upset that somebody took the right, our special fork. <laughs> but it's all compared to what, you know? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful life. And you guys can have this just if you're counting days or in your first couple of months, just stick with it. It's re you're going with through with imagine this, you're going through withdrawal without a detox or a halfway house. And it's it's emotional hell, it's a readjustment. But now just know that all that bad stuff can go away and then the rest is vigilance and helping others. And you know, um, it's like brushing my teeth. Like I I have my scales. And, and you just do these things. I wake up and, but if I get away from meetings and fellowship, I become the promises go backwards. I start resenting it. It becomes you people instead of we, you know, I'm not grateful. I don't, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm all over the place. Oh, I have to do this. 15 minutes gone, one left. Great. Thank you. I'm, I'm wrap, winding it down. So, but I'm grateful because I'm in the herd in the middle and it does calm down. So if you're new or going through the first couple of months, it becomes just ingrained in your life. If you're, you're active and new and doing all that, you know, I get up and it's like, we went away last week. What did I do a week before? I started my list, the food first. I've been on motorcycle rides from Daytona down to the Keys with a whole bunch of WGs. I've done that. I was in a bad accident, lost my leg, became an amputee, thrown into the hospital, woke up wanting to do it. And all these people came to the hospital and called me and helped me. It's just the willingness. And I, I picked up the phone. I was in and out of consciousness. I called my sponsor. I can't remember sometimes. I know I pulled out my scale and ate what my sponsor told me. But if you just show the willingness, I, oh, yeah, did I, maybe I dropped something on the floor and not know it. But guess what? I called my sponsor and I was willing. You just willing and you call somebody it all works there we go gracefully i bow down and and I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you all thank you thanks laura thanks everybody